0: welcome to the 44th episode of the pro wrestling zone i am Peanut gallery
1: what <laughs> <laughs> you got confused there didn't you i know i'm Peanut gallery
0: i i am Peanut gallery but better anyway so oh
1: wa- wow okay
0: this, this show was one that i wanted to do a lot of um a lot about, and we're going to get to that, but we have a lot to cover news-wise. Yes,
1: so instead of our usual 15-minute sessions, we're going to do two 20-minute sessions today. So you get only one commercial break. Yes.
0: Yes. You only get one, uh, which is good for some, and yep. some don't like it. But it's whatever. I, yep. we, it's our show; we do we're, what we want.
1: We're gonna get a lot of a uh, lot of stuff coming up. We got a lot of big big pay per views coming up next month. Uh, we got things are coming back. Yes, we're looking forward to having New Japan. <laughs> yes, I'm very
0: excited for it. Um, but there was a lot to cover, news related. So um, let's so.
1: so let's talk about. So we know that there are wrestling promotions coming, uh, wrestling promotions that are starting back up. But Shakara is shutting down.
0: So, um, Mike Wackenbush, who just has the greatest name ever, um, especially for what Shakara is, um, he had many allegations come out towards him. Yep. He has He released a video about talking like literally each individual thing. It's like a 20 minute video. Right. Um, about what it was like the allegations that were there and everything like that i'm not sure if you had the opportunity to watch the video i I did
1: not watch the video but i did hear about that so what happened was the uh, arena that chikara runs out of uh decided not to renew the uh the lease or, or whatever that was right and so that's why he shut it that's why he shut it down um partially the other part obviously with the allegations and then he's also he's also stepped down oh, as a wrestle thought, factories the wrestle factories um head uh, head trainer as yes. well
0: yes um so i was not aware that the building shut down before the allegations came yes, out
1: yes they so yes um because of his allegations the building that Chikara runs out of decided not to allow Okay so them the to all- do the, shows. the
0: allegations came first.
1: Yes, they oh. were the allegations, but yeah, I guess another reputation completely destroyed there.
0: Right. Um so, And
1: the wrestling promotion that has officially shut
0: down. So I never really watched Chikara. No. I've watched a couple of their shows, but the wrestling was not for me. It was right. very wacky and I, you know, I was like you know, some people do like it and I can see some value in Chikara. Yeah. Um obviously with uh and Bush closing down, that's not going to happen, but that's going to be a that's going to be a hole and we're going to see a promotion come yep. up um that will fill that void. Yep. Because it was it was a semi-popular little indie it was. It was
1: it was very well known. Yeah, I mean, I knew about it. I don't know about many feds, but I knew about uh, Chikara. So, yes. um yeah, which, which is which is great. Um What? have it twice oh i did <laughs> so he has a show notes here he had it written down twice i had it written down twice because i i wrote the
0: first one and then that one was from when the videos happened i'm like all right, we gotta make sure i get this right
1: so before we move on to the continuation um of uh so movement. so the speaking out movement and now the wwe uh 19 scare flare-up let's talk about sammy guevara and sasha Banks. so we discussed it previous we discussed it on the previous episode where he was suspended and went to sensitivity training because of his comments I
0: thought this came out after the show Th- that's why I have such detail about oh it. yeah so basically what happened
1: I've, oh no that was another thing yeah
0: that was another thing um, I think it was a Matt Riddle thing you're getting it might really have confused been. Yeah. with. So anyway, uh, Sammy Guevara, th- he does not have sexual allegations against him, but he did say something very, very, very risque back in 2016. So what did he say? So this is a direct quote from this thing. Bro, Sasha Banks, oh my god, I was I was at the WWE in the other... At
1: the, when I was at the, the WWE, WWE the other, the other week... week
0: I wanted to go fucking rape that woman. Okay. So, this is from a podcast. You can still hear it. He did say this. Yes. Now, this is once again one of those double-edged swords that was it wrong for him to say yes? It's a really terrible comment. Right. I but I do believe that suspending him for something that he said 4 years ago is a little much,
1: personally. Okay, you okay? You can say whatever you want about that. Now I,
0: I understand why they did it. I because obviously AEW does not want to continue to promote Sammy Guevara, um, even after these came out, and he did apologize too. He
1: apologized to Sasha Banks publicly on Twitter, and personally, Sasha has responded. Um, I think that she accepted his apologies though.
0: Um. To what I looked at, it wasn't a, like a yes, I accept your apology, but she never out. She never said it outright. Okay. Like, she never said, I accepted his apology. She said, we had a discussion about it and. No person should ever make those jokes, no matter age, gender, you know, whatever. See, I thought
1: we already went through that part last week. No,
0: Okay. I mean, I, I could be also wrong, but I did do a lot of detailed notes on this, which kind of is leading me to thinking that we didn't. Oh. Because uh, I don't think we even said Guevara at all last I week. I don't think so either. But I feel like we did. So, yes, um, Sammy Guevara has been suspended. I, they, I don't think they're going to fire him, but he's suspended and his salary is going to be... Uh, donated to the Women's Shelter of Jacksonville. Women's
1: Center of center, Jacksonville.
0: Center shelters, same They're thing. not the same thing.
1: <laughs> Let's get our words correct here. Can I know. you read? Aren't I doing... Well, I don't have my glasses on. Well, why don't you put your glasses on?
0: Because I want to... I don't know. Here, this will help. Yeah, that helps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So anyway, uh, Guevara has... You know, the the apology was made to what I heard Sasha Banks is, you know, fine. Um, and I think, you know, why, I, I, you know, I understand why they did it. I'm just, like, not entirely thrilled because he was very prominently used, and it's something that you
1: just can't ignore. Well, they're doing it. <clears throat> All right, anyway, so let's talk about the first major. Do you want to talk about uh, the follow-up to the allegations or do you want to talk about the COVID scares in WWE? Let's
0: talk about follow-ups to the allegations and then also the Tessa Blanchard So,
1: well, that's part of the same everything. So here is what happened. So last week we talked about the Speaking Out movement. We would provide people with continuing updates as to what's been going on. The biggest changes that we have seen is in Impact Wrestling. Who got released in the last week from Impact Wrestling? So, Dave Christ, Dave
0: Dave Christ, Joey, Joey Ryan, Ryan. Um, Tessa Blanchard was released for a different reason, right? Which but we'll she was part of the
1: allegations, kind of. She was she was in the
0: allegations of bullying. She wasn't right. in the allegations of sexual I, misconduct. I
1: thought I thought there was something no. there. Okay. Uh, the, the, and the, the
0: release the release was the release of Tessa Blanchard was unrelated to the allegations.
1: Okay. And then they also got rid of Michael Elgin. So that yes. was the that was that promotion, just. Stripped away. Well, I think it's good for them to do that. Yes. They're setting a great
0: example. They're setting
1: a precedence for what should be this done. This is
0: this is a whole
1: new show, people, and right. I love it.
0: And now,
1: oh, and then um, AEW is still. They they only had one guy. They only had one. Per,
0: who was it? it was oh, Joey Janela.
1: Uh, no, they had
0: a Jimmy Havoc. Had one. Jimmy
1: you? Havoc. That's right.
0: Well, Joey Janela did too, but will not. Oh. Um, they, he wasn't. He's. They so, they his, 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 was, his. was proven to have some faults in it. So. Okay,
1: so anyways, so but, Jimmy Havoc was the big one. But he's but he's
0: also in sensitivity training.
1: But Joey Ryan, Tessa Blanchard, Michael Elgin. I mean these Dave were Chris. these were very prominent individuals. And now they're just gone. Yep. Um, so not Impact, Impact is not one of fucking around. One of them around. was the motherfucking world champion. I know. They're not fucking around. But let's talk about Tessa Blanchard because it was unrelated, but I guess it might be related so a little bit. So Tessa,
0: Tessa Blanchard has had a reputation in the past, and we've already talked about it, of her um, attitude right. towards, um, to, towards workers in the back. And this is not the first time. No. And so she was supposed to send in a video to promote the five-way match at the time for the Impact World Champion for Slammiversary. Right. She not only did not do it, but she basically, to what I've heard, is that she threw a hissy fit about it. She basically wanted to stay in Mexico, did not work, and still wanted to be prominently featured. But if... You you can go to Mexico right now. You can leave Mexico right now. When you're signed to a contract, you have this obligation. They're being very relaxed with her. Yeah. At least send in that video. They had to re-edit the show to totally take out um that promo
1: for same anniversary. And they're like, we're done with this. Fuck you. They had to take out... Impact had to take a lot of stuff out. Because they had their segments with Joey Ryan that's been taken out. Yep.
0: They had a tag team match with Joey Ryan that was taken out.
1: Yep. So, you know impact's been going impact's been putting through the coals man
0: they are but at the same time they could have easily have not done anything about it and
1: they're doing the right thing they are so at least we can compliment them for that um so yeah tessa blanchard is gone from impact the world champion
0: has been stripped and with elgin and with elgin gone to my knowledge it's the triple threat match is still on for the vacant belt. Right,
1: which is fine. Right. Which is great. Um, and uh, then um, also, Tessa has already been contacted by WWE. Yep. There is reportedly a contract being sent her way for, from yes, the WWE. There, there was
0: there was an offer...
1: That was presented to her. Um, I think this happened like just today or yesterday. Yes, it was very, it was, it was very, recent. very recent. So obviously, Tessa Blanchard has her eyes peeled. Apparently, AEW has not sent any offer or anything yet. Good.
0: I don't. I, honest. So here's my take on it. I don't think AEW should send her anything with her previous misbehaviors backstage. Yep. I would not sign her
1: because WWE but, didn't. But you know. Even WWE didn't sign her back when she worked the Man Classic because of her attitude attitude. and her behavior backstage. And, you know, this is kind of the same. This this, is, isn't she like, she's becoming quickly like the female Austin Aries. Like, seriously.
0: Well, she needs an attitude adjustment. And the the problem is, is that she's so young. Right. And she's that good. Right. I feel
1: like she has a little bit of an ego. Yeah.
0: What she is portraying. On the screen, I'm kind of seeing some parallels with who she actually is. Um, There was another famous one. Do you remember when Robbie E. debuted in Impact and he had that valet cookie with him? Yeah. So Robbie E. came out and said that he hated her because what she portrayed on television was almost exactly the same person. Oh, wow. And Tessa Blanchard, with this attitude, with this edginess that made her popular, you need humility in wrestling. You have to. Right. And, you know, I don't think she's a wrestling dynasty, and she's a prodigy in the business, but my God, dude, like, shape up. Right. Because nobody will hire you, or nobody wants to even work with you if you're not – right. it's a co-worker thing. Right. You are trusting your body to them. And if this girl has
1: this just terrible attitude, right. I wouldn't work with her yeah. at all. So, yeah, it's and it's also surprising, too, because Tully, the father of Tessa, works for AEW. So you would think that she would want to go to AEW over WWE, but, of course, she's not going to go somewhere where she's not going to get an offer. Right. So it'll be interesting to see... Um where Tessa Blanchard cuz she's going to end up somewhere. Oh, yeah. we are not going to see her gone from television for very long. They, they she's going to be coming back. Right. Um speaking of prominent women, Charlotte Flair had surgery recently.
0: Yes. Um it, it was a elective shoulder surgery. I I'm not sure what it was about. I'm not
1: sure if you saw anything about mm, it.
0: No. Um, so she was the. Amount I mean, of, I
1: mean, I knew that she got surgery, but I don't know, like you know, how long she's gonna be out yes, for or anything. But like it that. wasn't
0: it wasn't like an injury surgery. This was an elective right. surgery. Um, sh- the thing going around right now is that she's gonna be back in a few weeks. Right. Um, but there is also speculation that she might be um, dabbling in some acting. Right. Uh, so have, she
1: might be out longer. Yes. She might be out. There, uh, have, there have been movie offers for her. Too right.
0: Because she's just freaking awesome, man. Um, now, that's a girl who has a great um, rapport backstage. Right. I think
1: she – she was taught very well. Um, so now let's get to the meat of the matter here. So last week is all about speaking out. This week, and I know that you guys don't like us riding on WWE all the time, but this is what is going on with WWE. It is pure chaos. Mm-hmm. So there have been reports that there are possibly up to 30 superstars backstage workers the majority, production crew the, the,
0: the majority of them are backstage workers right um i think there have only been like two or three that may have tested positive right. that were right so so
1: anyways wwe is going through uh, a covid epidemic right now of their own as as cases in florida continue to surge um the prominent people that we know of who've re- who have received this virus, Renee Young, Adam Pierce, and then who's the um, gal back... Jamie, s-
0: there's Jamie Noble, there's um it's Kayla Jamie Braxton, Noble. who yep. claims that this is the second time. Yes, she Kayla got it.
1: Kayla Braxton, who's a backstage, she claims she got it second time. Jamie Noble, Renee Young, and Adam Pierce. Those are the only four that we know of. But there are alle- there are it's not an allegation, but there are speculations abound that up to thirty people have tested positive, positive. Yep. and the WWE never did testing before this happened. They, did, they, they only did, they did, did, they did temperature checks and then they a only did temperature checks and questionnaires, not the full tests. So, and guess what? Uh, AEW, how are how are you going to defend that, Marks? Right, AEW they do the full tests. They did. They've
0: been doing the full tests from day one, and the um, people who are in the crowd are given an option to wear masks right you they encouraged it and there are people who did but then others are like I'm comfortable that this
1: and, person and does not the have it WWE is encouraging people to not wear masks
0: how do you do that how is this company still able to run shows
1: yeah I know like Appar- that's that's almost yeah. disgusting right apparently the it's it's chaos I mean if you if you read a lick of news it's all about the WWE and all of their problems that they're having um but uh their taping schedule got messed up. They've had to do tests. They've, I mean, they're the, the locker room in the back, according to people who have come out and said it's chaos. Is absolutely chaos. Yeah, it's
0: absolutely chaos. One hundred and ten percent, one hundred chaos.
1: And it's like, so let's talk about Renee Young because obviously she's married to John Moxley. So
0: John Moxley is going to be self-quarantining for two weeks. He will be at fighter fest.
1: He will at be. least,
0: at, at least to my knowledge right now, right. is that it was and, like. And okay. there, are,
1: there are plans that if he cannot make it to Fighter Fest um, on the day of filming that they will film a special session before the 8th of July with yes. him and Brian Cage in an empty arena match or whatever. Right. But uh, John... I think,
0: well, he, he tested negative. Right. So, so Moxley
1: tested fine. negative twice. Renee Young tested positive. But Moxley and Renee have their own separate sides of the house and they're just trying to keep things on the down low. Right. It so, is what it is. Um, that's kind of what's been going on with that. But what are your guys' thoughts on, I mean, what, what do you think about just all the chaos that's been going on backstage? We have a few more minutes to talk about right. this.
0: Right, so, WWE, this is this is WWE's fault 100%. Oh, I know. Um, if they did it right, like what AEW did, where everybody's been tested, like tested weekly, they're tested weekly, Before the tapings even start. Right. They're doing their, they went the extra mile from moment one. That's how they could do that. And because they're so confident, Mm -hmm. people don't need to wear the mask because they all know that nobody there is positive. Mm -hmm. Zero. They're transparent and WW and AEW is a private company. They don't even have to say that. Right. They just see that it's a really good, (laughs) PR. Idea.
1: <laughs> it's really
0: good PR, and it's also really good for morale, and right. that's why people like working there. Right. Um, now, they obviously have—I think WWE is the biggest company by far, even still. And they're also publicly traded. Why did you not do tests? Right. Why didn't you, you have the money to do full-fledged tests, and you did not do that?
1: Why? Well, because I think that... And it's like, oh,
0: if you want to wear a mask, don't come in. Why would anybody want to work with this company at all?
1: Right, and it's like, don't give us flack for writing on WWE, but this is the kind of stuff that pisses me off. We
0: give, we, like, okay, like, doing, like, shows, we criticize
1: shows. WWE...
0: Has been doing shows constantly, which I think is a good thing, um, personally. But
1: this whole thing, this, is,
0: this this is sick. Yeah. Like this is putting people's lives in danger for something that could be so right. easily avoided.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, force masks for that, and right. it's like if you if you test all the in ring competitors. And anybody who goes and does that has to wear a mask. Right. Mandatory wears a mask. Right. Or they test everybody before they go in because it takes, like, 10 minutes to get all of that together. Right. They could have planned that so easily. But they just didn't because – dunn and mcmahon did not want to see masks on television right they wanted to see the people cheering and blah 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 luckily the competitors are probably the ones that are least affected because they have the glass around them essentially the whole time
1: right but you know it's it's just chaos backstage but um you know we'll keep we'll we'll keep you guys updated on uh,
0: well no you did not answer you did not answer what are your thoughts about it about this scare about Uh, i think i've
1: i think i think i've already stated my opinion on that all right fair enough i mean i've already done that so uh anyways we'll keep you guys updated on not only the developing stories with all the releases um as far as the uh as far as the uh what is it? Speaking out yes. movement, but we'll also keep you updated on the chaos that is the WWE's and also, and also it's COVID obvious, nineteen right, problems. And obviously,
0: all of the other news, but I think we're going to see a big wave of
1: release people here. I think so. Be prepared. This is the you thought you thought the releases were over. Hoo, hoo You got something else coming. So when we come back, what is our topic?
0: We're gonna talk about androgynous and flamboyant professional wrestlers in the business.
1: Okay, so we'll be right back.
0: And we are back. So when thinking about this topic, I wanted to do a big throwback. And on and on that note, flamboyant and androgynous professional wrestlers is one of the oldest
1: gimmicks in professional wrestling when it was introduced to television. So, can you so what is the definition of flamboyant so, and androgynous? So, um Dictionary definition. <laughs> you, want, you want dictionary definition. Well, yeah, because people might not know about the actual term of flamboyance or androgynousness and what they. Um, right. No, I I, I can
0: see. Yeah. that. androgynous, uh, partially male and partially female in appearance or a um of indeterminate sex. So a very flashy um. There's blurring,
1: like a, blurring the lines between.
0: Yes, and flamboyant is very much about that wow factor. Right. So, um, so so
1: essentially we're talking about superstars that are flashy, that show a particular kind of character. You don't know if who, they're right. gay or
0: straight. There's a lot of that as well. Right. So, um, before we get into if uh, something like this can still work, let's go through just a little bit of history. Okay. Um, it started back in the 1940s okay. with Gorgeous George. Um, He is the first competitor ever in the history of professional wrestling that we know of that came out to entrance music. Mm -hmm. Um, He would have a purple spotlight Mm -hmm. on him the whole time. He had robes. Mm -hmm. He had the um, blonde hair. And he would come out and give his competitor an orchid, which is why he was called the Human Orchid. Mm -hmm. And he was also called the Toast of the Coast because of his flamboyancy. Um, he is the first cowardly, villainous wrestler. Mm-hmm. So he would break the rules at every turn. And remember, this is when the television was introduced. This is when wrestling was on television. Right. And I think he understood that you need to be a little bit flashier instead of the catch as catch can wrestler. Right. Um, he would have tuxedoed valets. Also, some of them were male. Right. Which was un heard of at this time right um go into the ring and spray the referee the competitor and the ring with perfume before he wrestled okay he would not even get in the ring until it was sprayed um he would dance he would he would do a lot of very like um he would do a lot of very flamboyant things he would dance right. to get out of there He would show, like, weird affections to the competitors that he was wrestling against. And at this time, the carny wrestlers loathed Gorgeous George. Mm -hmm. Loathed this guy. And And the fans did, too, because they thought he was killing the business. Wow. And now we look back, and when you hear Gorgeous George, people who don't even know wrestling know that name. Right. Because, I mean, he was on stamps. He was the first wrestler to be put on, like, Hostage stamps, for right. God's sake. Um, so that was number one. Uh, we will go from the competitor to a um, – well, he, he did kind of did multiple things on this. Okay. But he was outed later for being gay. Uh, the Grand Wizard of Wrestling, Ernie Roth. He did the flamboyant, flashy thing, right. but he was a manager. Okay. And he only did it as a manager. So um, with Jimmy Hart, Jimmy Hart took a lot of influence from the Grand Wizard. Right. Also, fun fact, uh, he chose that name, the Grand Wizard of Wrestling, to poke fun at the Ku Klux Klan right. because he was Jewish as okay. well. Um, but yes, as when he passed away, um, it was confirmed that he was actually a homosexual man. Okay. And there are wrestlers who claim that they knew that he was gay before that, but nothing was set in stone. Right. Uh, let's go to Superstar Billy Graham. Who not? Who was more of like he was? He would wear the flashy stuff. Right. He would wear brightly colored trunks and come out to elaborate stuff. But he was like a true strong man. Okay. So his was not so much so not so much of a flamboyant or androgynous character. Right. But he wore the flamboyant and androgynous stuff. Okay. Which set him apart. Okay. And um, Hulk Hogan took a lot of influence from him because he was a bleach blonde, um muscle man man figure with bright colored stuff. Okay. Exotic Adrian Street, who was the first one to embrace a... Uh, He was the first true androgynous competitor. This is the 1950s, 60s. Right. Um, He would kiss his competitors Mm. uh, to pin or get out of a hold. Right. He would wear makeup, like outwardly women makeup. Right. And be that kind of androgynous. Mm -hmm. And then let's go from there to Goldust. Right. Because Goldust was a very, very androgynous character. When
1: he debuted. Yes,
0: when he debuted it was such a stark contrast to everything else. People loathed him for it, but um, people also think that that was like the first little, um, the, like a the dip in the toe into right. the water of the attitude era. Right. And it worked. Yeah. Goldust lasted for decades.
1: Decades. decades.
0: And nobody, nobody thought that would be it because it was so. It was not, not only like a big flamboyant gimmick, which right. was a huge thing then. But it was so; it was just that difference that really made him stand out. Right. Now we could go through a bunch of them, but we
1: would be here all fucking day. Right. Um. But so, can you name some modern wrestlers who Uh, uh, currently have some of those flamboyant tendencies? So, um. But before we did that, before we go
0: to there, there was an infamous moment that Uh, I do want to talk about as well: Billy and Chuck's wedding. Okay. So, Billy and uh, WWE reached out to a. A homosexual organization, yeah, about how to do this. They wanted to do the wedding, right? Now, they did not know the organization, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, they did not know that Billy and Chuck would say we're not actually gay, and right? The crowd, the crowd did not like I like Billy and Chuck, I thought they were a cool team, but this really put a sour taste in my mouth because this company was
1: pissed. Oh, really? They
0: were so pissed off. Um, Darren Young, the first openly gay wrestler in WWE Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, Pat Patterson Mm -hmm. came out later in his life. He was homosexual, but obviously with his allegations, which we'll get to later. Uh, Velveteen Dream is a current competitor... Who shows more of that androgynous flamboyant side? Right,
1: that's true. And and are there other examples of that besides the Velveteen Dream? Really, because everyone knows that the um, Velveteen Dream is known for his flamboyance. Yes, um, but what are there other wrestlers maybe that are from? Other promotions or, or yeah, something uh, like Z- that.
0: Um, uh, Johnny Swinger from Impact yep. Wrestling is very much that. Um,
1: that flamboyance. Very, thing. a very
0: flamboyant. His gear really holds credence to that. Right. Um. There is uh Dalton Castle and the boys. Yeah. Where he would only have them, and it was a very interesting, sexually not outwardly sexually explicit, right. but it was very much there.
1: Right. Um
0: but he would, when he wrestled like he would do weird things but it wasn't like Right. Uh, people loved that. I loved Dolan Ziggler right. personally. Um there is Pippinella Escoraza who is a he, she, it's makeup kissing people right. wears like a very skimpy outfit there are, there's like speculation that she is a transgender man. Mhm. Um to what I am aware of, that is not the case. He actually has like a wife and kids, so right. clearly not. But that's another very flamboyant character that people just love. Right. Because it's that throwback. And right. People really enjoy that throwback. Okay. Um, is there anyone uh Rico? Yeah. Rico was very much that he actually um wanted to ask permission from exotic Adrian Streep, and Adrian Streep taught him how to do the androgynous character. Right. So there is that cool little generational thing yeah. um to that. Let's okay. see here. Uh, right now, uh, Jake Atlas, mm-hmm. he is a openly homosexual man. He does not you know, he does not display it, but it's like He doesn't okay. do the flamboyance. Right. Part part of the flamboyant and androgynous thing is blurring that line as if this person is gay or not. That's right. why it works. Um I mean, really. Other than that, I can't think of any of them more off the top of my head. I know there's a lot of them in, um, uh, AAA and CMLL because yeah. there are because
1: flamboyant characters are more popular down there. Yes, yes. And that's part of the tradition. So, what do you think? What do you think all this flamboyance contributed to the professional wrestling industry as a whole? I think
0: I think it changed how people perceive. Um, television and how they perceive wrestling on television. Okay. Um, I think Gorgeous George understood that when it was introduced to television, yeah. you need to stand out. Yeah. And when there's a bunch of competitors wearing the same boots and gear, doing catch-as-catch-can't, it's right. not going to work.
1: I mean, God, Gorgeous George revolutionized the industry more than we even think.
0: Yeah, just think about what he did. Like, right. He was hated and loved by everybody, and now we can look back and say – Gorgeous George was, like, the man at the time. Right. Amazing that, you know, it's, like, the the flamboyant thing really came out, and it really brought a lot of character. Yeah. It brought a lot of emotion, and it brought a lot of fun to professional wrestling, which was really needed at that time. Right. It wasn't uber popular. Now, you know, there wasn't a whole lot after that. There was... Bells of not flamboyant characters, the right. golden age, like in the 60s, 70s, 80s, there wasn't a lot of that. But then, you know, 80s, 90s, you get bright characters. Right. And I think the androgynous and flamboyant professional wrestlers really paved the way for the character aspect right. of wrestling, mm-hmm. um, other than just the wrestling. Right. So. Like um, where
1: the character matters just as much as as the the actual especially things. with
0: the yep, especially with the introduction to television
1: and and all the promos that they pulled and stuff yep. like that. All right, well we have about nine minutes left here. Um, so are there any other tidbits or thoughts that you want to contribute before we kind um, of discuss? So
0: let's, so let's do like a little back and forth here. About I don't know a
1: lot about this.
0: Well, I mean, did you learn a lot? Yeah, I did. um, So, do you think an androgynous character can work like a gorgeous George, Adrian Street, like a very outwardly, flamboyantly gay wrestler? Do you think that could work now? Yes, it could. We've seen it work. With who? Velveteen Dream. No, 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 no. Like kissing and all of that, that like, like the, those kinds of antics do those you,
1: those are those like, are questions that i cannot answer because would you do you
0: think do you think a 90s gold dust would work in modern day wrestling
1: yes but it depends on the promotion do you
0: think wwe um wwe wouldn't do something no like
1: wwe that? has their see that brings up a whole lot of uh, issues with with the WWE. So when they do an androgynous character, you know it has to just be the flamboyance portion of it. It cannot be the the actions inside of the ring kind of thing.
0: Right. No, I can I can understand. Yeah.
1: That. So I mean, could if Velveteen Dream were to go to another promotion where maybe the the uh. The rating was a little bit higher, so he could do more of that like, stuff. Like
0: um, an impact wrestling or something.
1: Right, I think that he would probably be a little bit more flamboyant than he is. Right, but yes, I think that there is room for a flamboyant wrestler. Obviously, flamboyant wrestlers are still popular for for subgroups of, of people.
0: Right, I think I think a lot of people will the uh, modern day wrestling fan. Right. We, like, if if you're good in the ring, I think we're a little more lenient on what you can do. It's about how right. outsiders perceive
1: right. that
0: wrestler. Velveteen Dream just could be a flamboyant black man who's just really good. You just don't know. Right. But uh, somebody like an Adrian Streep, like a Rico, I, I, I think right. they could work. But I think think there needs to be context context. because context context does matter. There are outwardly flamboyant homosexual guys and lesbians. Right. What if it was a lesbian? What if a woman wanted to do something like this?
1: I think that that would – I think that that would – I feel like that's more of an expectation than the reality um, I don't think androgynous characters work as well as on women as they do with guys. Right now, obviously, but,
0: Son- Sonia Deville is the only lesbian worker that I am currently aware of.
1: But obviously, she is. It
0: doesn't. It doesn't define her as a person. Right.
1: So, and, and you know, she shows that in her character. Um, so I don't know that it would work so well with women, but with guys, definitely. Um, and. You know, again, it's a stereotypical thing. The other reason that I see, um, the other reason that I don't see it occurring as much now, is because you have to remember that in those times, being gay was not as accepted as it is now, right, especially in the '40s. So, to to be homosexual. Even as late as the early 2000s was seen as a, a fringe thing. It wasn't as accepted in our society. But now that it is, you know, they, they need to find new avenues in order to make it work. And, you know, we get characters like the Velveteen Dream that work. Right. Because he's not gay, but he's very flamboyant, very showmany, And it works because he's popular. Right. So, you know, that that kind of thing can still work. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? What do you think about that?
0: I think it could work with women. I think the approach would need to be different. Yes. Because obviously for a woman to do a flamboyant character.
1: I almost think the most flamboyant character in recent memory that's a woman might be Bailey. Right. In her old gimmick.
0: Yeah. I mean – Really, it's kind of hard because but women already have that bright color personality right. thing. Um, but with that, do you think that... Now, look at Nyla Rose, for instance. Let's, let's put Nyla Rose in there because she is a transgender.
1: That would not work for Nyla Rose.
0: No, she's not a flamboyant woman. I don't... No. I, I, I just don't... No, but do you think that... Do you fi- Well, number one, this almost... Opens up another can of worms about transgenders in wrestling. In MMA, it's different because it's an actual competition. Right. Um. There was the... Uh, oh, God, I can't remember her name. But she, she was outed as born a man right she was breaking a bunch of records she was killing women in the cage and it's like well no wonder you are you have a different bone and muscle anyways
1: we are we're we're going off topic sorry don't go on a tangent here sorry sorry but i'm saying
0: that i uh, with uh, Pibinella esperanza the person i've already talked about people even still question if it's a transgender male right I, I know it's not, but, but she's so flamboyant. It I, th- I still think that kind of flamboyant thing can work.
1: On women? I don't think it's going to be as effective on no, women as it is on think, guys. No, I think this is
0: strictly a man's thing. A male think this, role right. right. It's it's, it's just, just a much different, different thing, thing because, because most people's people. expectations of because, a male are right. hard, you know, muscle dudes, not a guy who runs around and kisses people, right? Or kisses other men in the ring like what Pippinella does,
1: right? So I don't know. It's very interesting to kind of see where do you see the per, where do you see flamboyance um, going forward? Like what what kind of things are you expecting in the future? Do you think that we're gonna go back to those times? where there's kissing in the ring or do you think it's going to evolve based on more of the 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 structure of the character rather than the actions in the ring?
0: I think there might be a time when it will come back because the flamboyant characters based on the lineage that I even just gave, the very brief lineage, it ebbs and flows. It's up and down. Right. Now, in the 90s, it was easier to do something like that. Right. Right. Um, it wasn't like outwardly like gay or flamboyant like that. I mean, you had like a Val Venus who right. did that, but he but, was but,
1: portraying a porn star. Right, but you know, but with with the way that things are going, with, I
0: think I think it's with, based on culture. I think I, culture plays a huge role in right. This.
1: Because in Mexico, for instance, gay marriage is not as prevalent as it is. And also, there's in not the there's States. there's not
0: a bunch of it's not cancel culture out there right. either. People. People enjoy wrestling for the characters, and there's that variety. Right. And that's why Pippinella works there. Pippinella could not do that here. Right. She can't do that here because people will say, oh, you're being outwardly offensive to homosexuals. Right. And even if their entire thing is not meant to do that, right. people will portray it as that.
1: I just, I just don't see this going back to the way it was because homosexuals in general, are more accepted in society, so right. it's no longer seen as a fringy character. Right, and
0: obviously we can only speak for the culture that we're in. It's not going right. to do that here. I still think it would be fun to see another very flamboyant and drudgy I, I character. Just, like I just it.
1: don't see that happening in the United States anytime soon.
0: No, I don't. I don't see it anytime soon. I Maybe, would, it
1: would work better in Japan. It would work better in Mexico. yeah. Well, I mean that's that's another
0: culture here. that uh, that's another culture that has embraced homosexuality a but, lot quicker but,
1: anyway. But remember too that the Japanese culture is very much in line with like the the fetish culture that kind yes. of thing. So there's a lot of considerations to go into that. But um, let us know what your thoughts are. Well, and, okay, okay. Oh
0: but, well, no, here, here's we have on. to
1: end it somewhere. Okay.
0: Okay, here's my final question, and I think it's a good question. Do you think wrestling would have been the same without the flamboyant characters? No. Do you think it would have been worse? I don't know. Okay. I I, I believe believe it would have been a much darker kind of thing overall. I I think flamboyant characters are great, and I think they'll make a comeback – obviously. In some form. In some form or another. Absolutely. And um, I I really enjoyed the topic. I hope you learned something and I hope our audience learned something about it.
1: Okay. Can we end, can we conclude the conversation right now? Yes. Okay. So what is our topic for next week? So
0: next week, Pina Gallery and I are going to do a open forum discussion about um, comparison, contrast, about m- the Monday Night Wars and the Wednesday Night Wars And going
1: on. let us know what you think about this going forward because, obviously, I didn't know a lot about this. Tiger Height took all the notes. Next week, I'm going to be taking all the notes, and Tiger Height is just going to ask the questions. hmm And so let us know what you think about I think, that. I mean, I think it worked
0: pretty well, personally.
1: It did. Um. So... Let us know what your thoughts are on that. Let us know what you think about androgynous uh, follow, wrestling. Yeah,
0: follow us on social media. Yeah. And if you're watching this on the YouTube, go ahead and check out the podcast link. Will be in the uh, in the description below. Pardon. Um, we are trying. We're working on getting onto Sirius XM Radio, but they may or may not like us because we curse and we talk about topics like this. Yay! Um, become a patron just so we can continue to give you guys great content including watch parties, which is always fun, and then you can um, chime in on what topic you want us to cover.
1: Right. So anyways, thank you guys for listening, and be majestic.